Hi guys, Pastor Mary Jean here with the Restoration of Women's Virtues. We're here every Thursday at 12 o'clock noon live. And so just raw, live. So what you get, what you see is what you get live. But you can watch us at any time on other channels, the Restoration of Women's Virtues channel, uh, YouTube channel, our webpage, uh, Facebook. So just check in and be sure to pay to, to check in and be with us. Uh, last week I s- talked about how we were going to get into the b- authority of the believer and um, Esther. But, you know, this week while the, I was perusing through some old teachings that I'd done, and I'm telling you, the Lord just arrested me. So I, I believe today we have something that, well, I'm going to say to you that this information, having this knowledge of God <clears throat> and of the kingdom, has saved me many times and saved family members many times. So I felt like it was a part of who Deborah is. We've just come out of Judges chapters 4 and 5 and seen Deborah and her influence on Barak and her name, what it means. We'll get into that in just a minute. But um, I felt like God wanted to take a little side tour and look at some of these scriptures we're going to look at today. So I want to pray right off, starting out. I want to pray for us to hear what God has to say for to us today, because I believe these are life changing. It's it's life changing. If you get this, it can be life changing, and it's changed my life and the life of my family members. So, um, I just ask the Lord right now in Jesus' name, Father, that you would open our ears and open our eyes, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, that we might have a knowledge of God, that we might know the hope that which you've called us to, and the riches of your glory in your inheritance in us in Christ. So we thank you for that, and I pray that for each and every person listening to my voice right now, whether it's midnight, noon, 10 o'clock in the morning, whatever time you're watching this, you've just been prayed for. And I pray that God will speak clearly to you, and it'll be life-changing for you too. Amen? Um, Our first slide is, uh, you know, we've come out of Judges chapter 4 and 5. We've been looking at Deborah and, 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 and involved in her life. And last week we really kind of concentrated on what did I learn from Deborah? How can, see, I like to take the Old Testament stories and find the New Testament principles in them and, re, and transform them into how it affects me today. Uh, just the fact that Deborah and Barak lived doesn't change my life today. But the principles that God is speaking in these stories can change my life today. So um, in Proverbs 29:18, it says there's where there's no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate and enviable is he. And the reason we put the redemptive, needing the redemptive revelation of God in there is because we'd seen in the past episodes where the word mother is E and M in Hebrew. And the Jewish traditional books tell us that um, the the motherhood of God, uh, the E and the M is the motherhood of God. And that's where redemption comes from. It's the redemptive side of God in the motherhood of God. You remember in Genesis, he said, let us make man in our image, in the image of God. He created them male and female, created he them. So he's made both of us in his image. And we're checking out our part, restoration of women's virtues, restoring women to the original power and purpose. 
Why did God originally bring forth the woman in the first place? What was her call? And that's what we uh, investigate here at RWV. We call it RWV for short. So um, the fact that the redemptive revelation, if there's no redemptive revelation, if we don't see that side of God, then it leaves us uncovered in those areas that that side of God tends to. And uh, another scripture that we've looked at through the last episodes is this because see what we're going to see is Deborah's name comes from the words to speak. And so what Deborah said is has a lot to do with her um, victory in what all that she did. The fact that she dwelt in a high place, the fact that she dwelt under her own palm tree. She what is it about Deborah that made her so victorious? Well, in in um, Proverbs twenty three twenty five eleven it says a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. In other words, a word fitly spoken or spoken upon the wheels is like a shimmering breath in or upon the imagination of your desires. So we see there that Deborah had a word of the moment, a word of the hour for Barak. And she came to him and said, hath not God commanded thee? And then she told him when it was time to, to do what God had commanded him to do. So he depended on her uh, because of her preparation, because she had prepared herself. She was faith ready when the day came uh, to go with Barak into battle. They won their battle. And then they sang their song in, in Judges chapter 5. And in that song we saw where leadership was weak and the highways and the byways were... were um, Dangerous. It's it's much like today's world. It was lawlessness was running rampant in that day, and uh, and the leadership. Well, I like the term flabby, the weak and flabby. When it says the villages ceased, literally it means the warriors and the governors were flabby and weak, and I think we see that in our world today. So uh, the answer to that was we see that Deborah said, "Until I Deborah arose, I arose a mother in Israel." So Deborah's name means in the sense of orderly motion, the bee, from its systematic instinct to arrange figuratively of words, to speak, subdue, answer, bid, command, appoint, declare. So Deborah was declaring. Deborah was, um, she had, her, her conversation was good. She was saying the right things at the right moment. She had a word for the moment for Barack, uh, and she had her words ordered with kingdom order. And that's so important. That's what we're going to look at, the power of words today. Because as women, we have more words. <laughs> and I, all the men say amen to that. We have more words. Our, the way our brain is put together, uh, it has more communication in it. And the, for the woman to get her words in alignment with kingdom principles is very important. Because death and life are in the hand or the power of the tongue. So you can either kill somebody or you can raise them up into their destinies. And so it's real important that we, as women, get disciplined, if you will, with our tongue. And I promise you, I'm as guilty as anybody that sometimes I just spit something out and think, oh, my goodness. And you have to stop and think of the things you say. Would you really want that to happen? Or did you speak that out of a fear that it might happen? And bringing some discipline to our mouth 
is powerful. And we'll see that as we go on. So Deborah's name is in the sense of orderly motion. It's to arrange words. And it comes from the word in Hebrew, debar, which means to speak. And that uh, makes me think of a, a scripture in the New Testament. See, we go back and forth, the new, the old. The New Testament in the Old Testament is concealed. The Old Testament in the New Testament is revealed. So looking at Deborah and the fact that she had her mouth in order with kingdom principles and she was dwelling in the right place, she was dwelling in a high place, she was dwelling in her place, and and she was um, ready when the time came to be ready. But this reminded me the word debar, debar comes from debar, to speak. And in the New Testament in Galatians uh, chapter 4, it says... An heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant. As long as an heir, you can be heir of all, and we're heirs of Christ. And you can be heir of all, but as long as you um, are a child, you don't differ at all from a servant. Though you're Lord of all things, we have everything in Christ. And uh, in Christ, uh, we're heirs of all things. But it says, as long as the, the heir is a child. Well, what does child mean? A child means not speaking. So you can see that not speaking. Uh, don't misinterpret in, in that and think that I'm saying that we're not to speak. We are to speak. In fact, years ago when I was learning the power of the tongue and the power of, of what we said with our words and the Proverbs, I remember the Lord saying to me one time, because actually when I learned the power of the tongue, what I first started doing was not saying bad things about myself. You know how you have your, your self-talk and you uh, tend to <clears throat> talk yourself down. You're too this, you're too that. You're not enough of this, you're not enough of that. That's self-talk and that's very dangerous. And one day when I was learning all this, I, stop, I stopped that. I started curtailing that in my life, in my inner man, in my thinking. And one day the Lord said to me, he said, well, you're not saying anything bad, and that's good. But you're not saying anything good, and that's bad. So I'm not telling you just to be quiet. I'm telling you to speak what's right. And what's right is the Word of God. And you may not feel like that's right. You may not feel like that you're filled with the knowledge of God's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And you walk before him and please him in all respects and bear fruit in every good work. You may be on the worst day in a long time feeling about yourself but that's what you need to say about yourself so as long as the heir is a child he differs nothing from a servant so we may be heir of all things but um, if we're not speaking the right thing we're just like not having anything so we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 because we're going to see, uh, first of all, the power that's in God's word. And that's when you release God's word, you're releasing the most powerful thing in the earth. <clears throat> Stop and think about it. God's word is what um, created everything. God said, light be and light was. And that's the word of God. So in Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. And that word power, we get our word energy from. So the God's word 
The word that God speaks is alive. This is uh, Hebrews 4.12 in the Amplified. I hope you got your Bibles today because I like to do Bible studies. And that's where we learn about life, the life in the kingdom. And that's where we overcome. Is, is If we live our life according to kingdom principles, you will be an overcomer. And so, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, energy, and making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Isn't that powerful? For the word that God speaks, and Jesus said in John 6, my word is spirit and life. And so... The word of the Lord is spirit and life. And you know, in the in the beginning, when he said not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for dying, surely you will die. Literally, he was saying to them, surely and die are the same Hebrew word. So he was saying, dying, you will die. And so then it didn't look like he did because Adam lived another 900 years or so after that. But he was saying internally, you're going to die and eventually externally, you will die. So the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. It's full of energy. And as we take on that word that God speaks, it feeds that energy into our life, into our spirit, and and it affects our whole bodies. I, I really think that, to be honest with you now, you might think I'm a little way out there here, but I really believe we can start working on our new bodies now by speaking the word of life to it. Why not? It's the word of life. It created all things. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing that's been made has, was made without the Word of God. So um, why can't you recreate in your body? And, uh, and uh, In fact, I would encourage us that while you're talking, while you're just to speak to your body, speak to your heart, speak to your liver, speak to your kidneys, and call life into them. And be re-energized because there's an energy in the power that's in God's word. His words, the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, full of energy. Making it active, operative, energizing and effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And I think in James 5 it talks about how it makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's powerful. So if there's power just in words, period... Then you put the word of God in your mouth and you have got a double whammy there. (laughs) You've got a lot going on. In Acts chapter 20, in verse 32, and I like this because uh, it shows how much confidence the Apostle Paul had in it. He says, now, brethren, I command you, I commend you, I commend you, I'm sorry. Now, brethren, I commend you to deposit as a trust for protection to God. I commend you to God. I deposit you as a trust for protection to God and to the word of his grace. Now, that's what Paul did for people that he loved and he cared for. And Jesus, even in his uh, in John 17, he said to his disciples, I've kept you in in my name. So the name of Jesus and the power that's in God's word has tremendous power available for protection, for guarding, for keeping. So if you have loved ones that you care about, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what words you need to speak for them. Because you know what? We dress ourselves with our words. And the garment that you put on soaks into your very being. It soaks into your very being. 
and saturates into your to your bones. Actually, Psalm 109 talks about from a negative point of view how the cursing of a man's mouth will saturate into his bones and cause them to rot. So if the negative can work, the positive can work much more mightily than that and overcome some of the negative. So Paul commended them to deposit them as a trust for protection to God and to the word of his grace. Now, when you talk about grace, you're talking about the power of God to turn the strength that God has in his heart. You know, one day I was thinking about this. God has been around forever. I've just been around for 77 years now, but he's been around forever. And I, I was thinking, how do you put up, how do you take all of the negative that happens in the life of mankind and not let it affect you? And, and it just showed me that his grace abounds. And I've witnessed personally when uh, praying for someone who lost a loved one through a tragic death and when I saw this person after the death of that of their child, uh, he was like a dead man walking. And I thought, well, Lord, it's too late to pray now. How do I pray for this man? Because the son is already gone. But he showed me to pray for God's grace to abound. See, Paul has commended the, his loved ones to the word of his grace. So I started asking God to make his grace abound to this man. And you know, about a month later, I was walking by his house and he was out there and there had been a transformation in him. That grace of God had gone in and what did it do? It strengthened his heart to take what life had put out there. It strengthened his heart and he was able to bear up under the the negative happenings in his life. And so God's grace, Paul knew that and he said... I deposit as a trust for protection to God and to the word of his grace, which is able, look at this, to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. So I guess you need to talk about the blood of Jesus if they're going to be sanctified. But you know, when you're praying for somebody, uh, and, and I hope as women we're praying for our families, our children, praying them into their destinies. Uh, praying for your local family, your immediate family, your later family, your work family, your church family. God has assignments for all of us. But the blood of Jesus paralyzes the devil. And so, uh, and he died for the sins of the whole world. So you can take that act of Jesus on the cross. It's a powerful thing. <clears throat> and apply it. He's, God said in the Old Testament, I looked for a man among them, and there was all kinds of sin going on. And he, his answer was, I looked for a man among them to stand in the gap and to build up the hedge, that I not break forth upon them. So God's grace is available. The power of the blood of the Lamb to deliver us from sin is available. And it's more powerful than any anything that man could do or anything the devil can do. The power of the blood of the Lamb. So, now here's another one that's exciting. In Proverbs 4.20, <clears throat> excuse me, it says, uh, I, I love this. In fact, I've practiced this with my kids. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes and keep them in the midst of thine heart. And then it says, for they are life to those who find them and 
health to all their flesh. It's the next sign. It's the for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. The word health there is medicine. So stop and think about that. I got my slides out of order, Stephen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, my son, att attend to my words. Pay attention to them, which we prayed for right up front. We prayed for God to give us an attentive heart and, and a hearing ear. And incline, lean in to try to understand Seek the Lord when you don't understand something. You know, there's some things that look like they counteract each other. They contradict each other. Talk to him about that. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us. And he needs us to pay attention. So uh, let them not depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst, in the very middle of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And health, marpe is the Hebrew word, are medicine to all their flesh. Now stop and think about that. The Word of God is alive. It's quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword. Cutting us under the soul from the spirit. Uh, and, and it's medicine to our flesh. Now, uh, you know, one article I read about that is that, that they said, well, you know, I, you probably can relate to this. <clears throat> when my kids were younger and they would have some sort of a, an infection or a virus or something <clears throat> and the doctor would give him some medicine and he would then two weeks later you come back and and they're not as good as they could be and he said well did you finish the medicine and I said well no because they got better so we quit taking it you're supposed to finish the whole bottle and the thing is if the word is medicine to our flesh are we taking the medicine are we just mentally assenting to that and if you're taking the medicine, are you really depending on it as medicine to your flesh? It is the medicine to your flesh. It, the Word of God is what created us. Certainly it can heal us. It is a healing. It's got healing in it. Our next slide talks about this. Proverbs 15.4 A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Now, here again is the word marpe, a wholesome tongue, a healed tongue, a cured tongue. And that's what we're talking about today. And we're connecting this to Deborah because Deborah's name means to speak. So we're seeing that some of the hidden treasures in the story about Deborah are that she knew how to talk right. And I would say that Barack probably saw the, the benefits of that by observing her life. And she knew how to talk right. Because when she would talk, when she would speak, it had power in it. Because she was dwelling in the secret place. She was dwelling on a high place. So that's an important thing. And you don't have to say much. <laughs> when you've got the cure, you don't have to say a whole, whole lot. It doesn't take a whole, whole lot. It just takes one word from God to change things. Wholesome means marpe, medicine, health, healing, cure, remedy, sound of mind comes from physician to heal or make healthy uh, one of the translations says um, I am the Lord that healeth thee I am your physician and that's the stand that I've taken God is my physician and his word is medicine to my flesh and before I go to any doctors or do anything else I'm going to take that stand now from that point on if God leads me to do uh, to go to a doctor or do this or to do that with medicine I will listen to what he has to say. 
But start off with de declaring that God is your physician and his word is medicine to your flesh. And take the word seriously. Uh, sometimes I think we just mentally assent to it and say, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. But if it's really true, if it's really, really true, I mean, act like the Bible is really, really true. If it's really true, then it should be... Uh, the, it should be making progress, and if it's not making progress, that's when you start seeking God and find out, okay, what's what's the deal? I'm doing what I think is right. Help me here. I'm telling you, he gave us the Holy Spirit, his spirit, to counsel us and guide us and to teach us. When I first got saved, I didn't have a whole lot of people around me that knew what was going on. And I wasn't in a church that knew what was going on. And I, I only had one or two people in my life that I could even talk to about stuff. But also, um, I, I didn't have, I didn't, ha I wasn't around a lot of spirit-filled people, and, and uh, I just had him to, to counsel me and guide me, and he was there for me. I, I declared that the Holy Spirit can handle us all by Himself. He just lets us participate in His ministry, <laughs> because, and then gives us credit for what happens that He does. I think he's great. <laughs> so, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. And so that's a, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. So a perverted tongue would be the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And a lot of times we speak out of our fear. We speak out of our own mind. We lean to, remember we, uh, in Judges 4, how they were, they were leaning to their own understanding, uh, in, in the first part of Judges 4, they were leaning to their own understanding. When we lean to our own understanding, we're feeding off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he said, if you do that, dying you will die. So the tree of life does what? It feeds life. It feeds life back into every organ in our body. And I just think it's... I think as the church, we're so far under what God has for us. So let's just, let's, I just believe he's excited about us studying these things right now. I just encourage you, uh, and I pray that God is quickening us in this right now today. This is powerful. What we're learning today, what we're talking about today is powerful. And, um, and we need to meditate on it. You need to get the vision of it. You know, I, I started, especially with all the COVID stuff going on, I've started in our blessing, saying you, the blessing over your food uh, when you go to eat is a great time to speak your healing scriptures over yourself. And one thing that I've started doing is in uh, Exodus 23, I think. He says, I will bless your food and water and take sickness from the midst of you. And that's what he's done. If you take sickness from the midst, in the middle he take the sickness right out of your mind. You won't even think sickness. If you think about sickness and disease, if you fear sickness and disease, that's what we've got to get over. If you fear that, and women, we can be a great source of revelation, the redemptive power of God. That's what we're talking about here, the redemptive power of God in his word. And when there's a vision of that, when we as women walk that out, speak it out, and live it out, then we can influence. Our influence is healthy and strong. So, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach 
in the spirit. Now, when your spirit, let's see, I don't know, I don't think I put that on there, but uh, I think we're going to look at it next next week. But <clears throat> when your spirit, your spirit is like a helium balloon, and it blow, you know, you, the breath of God in His Word fills your spirit, fills it up with. Uh, um, it just fills your spirit like a helium balloon, but it leaks. You know, if you put a helium balloon, it'd float up to the ceiling, but tomorrow will be on the floor because it tends to leak. Well, why? There's a little bit of a breach. It's, you don't get it tied tight enough, and pretty soon it starts leaking out of that little bit of a breach. If there's a breach in your spirit, when there's perverseness in the tongue, it causes a breach in the spirit, and then the spirit's not holding the life of God like it should. And your soul and your body rest on that. And so you need, you need, your spirit is what upholds everything. It's by the spirit. You know, we talked about God's grace over here, strengthening your innermost being and personality. The spirit is what enables you that that man that I told you about, that his son died, his spirit had been broken with the death of his son. And God's grace came in and mended that for him and built him up so he could handle the situation. And it, it did, uh, their lives changed and, and for the better. And so uh, God's grace is amazing. Ah, be a good song, Amazing Grace. <laughs> so... Their life to those who find them, let's see, a sound, marpe, a sound heart. Let's look at slide number nine, Stephen. A sound heart, Proverbs 14.30, a sound heart. The word sound there is marpe again. A cured heart, a, a healed heart, a medicated, if you will, heart, one that's had medicine in it, is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. So a healed heart, when your heart is healed... Your flesh has good life in it. It's it's living. It's alive. But if your if your spirit is broken, that holds in iniquity and and infirmity. A broken spirit, who can bear? Who can bear up? Who can bring forth? Who can bear fruit with a broken spirit? And so, what what are we seeing here? Words either build up their medicine to your flesh. They either build up your spirit or they tear down your spirit. And your spirit being strong is very important. Now, I wanted to show you something. Talking about, we've, we've been looking at Deborah. And uh, so we're squeezing the last bit of juice out of what we get from Deborah. Her, her, name, <clears throat> her name means to speak and to, to talk and to speak words. And that she had orderly arrangement in her words. And so we're seeing what good words do for you. She, she had to have a strong spirit if she had her words ordered right. Amen. And they were medicine to her flesh if her words are ordered right. I think that's one thing you can learn from Deborah is deal with your talk, with your, with your conversation and make sure your internal and external conversation are good and healing. And if you want, uh, what is it? Brother Cap says, Charles Capps, years back, the Lord said to him, I've told my people they can have what they say, but they are saying what they have. And then he said also, uh, don't call the cat if you want the dog. So don't call yourself sick if you want to be well. 
speak the healing power of God, speak the word of God, even though sickness is manifesting itself, you just say, uh, by his stripes I was healed. Thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes I was healed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But let me show you this one last thing. This is important because uh, knowing how the powerful the word of God is. Well, you know what? I think we'll wait till next week because I don't want to get into this and then have you, uh, you know, just do it part way. And I, I pray that just briefly, Deborah had an ordered uh, conversation. She had the word of the moment. The word that God speaks is quick and powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword. Paul commended us to the word of his grace. So that's a keeping power in that word. Um, the word is uh, spirit and life. Uh, those who find them uh, find health to their flesh. The word is quick and powerful. A sound heart is life to the flesh. There's just so many good words about the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the hand of our tongue. And so, Lord, let's just pray about that right now before we go. Father, we just ask you to forgive us wherever we've spoken negative, wherever we've spoken down, wherever we've spoken against your word, we ask you to forgive us. Wherever we've not believed your word, Lord, we ask you to forgive us. And in the name of Jesus, we thank you for quickening us this throughout this whole week quickening us in the name of Jesus to speak what's right to speak life and not death amen in Jesus name we commit all that to him and I pray to be with you next week we'll finish this up and we're going to get into Esther we are going to get into Esther we're going to get into the power of the believer's authority and we need to know that ladies it's so important for us to know that so God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We also live stream on Facebook and YouTube on Thursdays at noon. Hope to see you there.